Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come before you to share your word. We are grateful, O Lord, for this great blessing that has come upon us. Dear Lord, as we come before you this afternoon, we ask that you speak to our hearts. Change us. Minister to us. Father, we came here with a certain mindset. But may we live here with a changed mind. May we live here with different decisions. May we live here making such commitment and such decisions that are favorable to us in the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, help us. Speak to us. I avail myself as a vessel. I pray, oh God, that the words that shall proceed out of my mouth shall not be of man's wisdom. But I ask that it will be only the engrafted word of God which is able to save our souls. I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Wonderful. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wonderful. Thank you very much. God bless you. Wow. We have an anointed choir. I don't know if you see it, but um, our choir is so anointed. Last week and this week, as they're ministering, I am like dumb. I just, I'm dumbfound. The anointing that is upon this choir. And I see the Lord taking them higher and higher. Include yourself. As you see a good thing happening. Hallelujah. Because I see God taking this choir to a level that will baffle your mind. You will be amazed. Keep watching. I said keep watching. One of the things that you never want to do as a Lighthouse member is to keep watching. But you want to be included. Amen. I think it's, um, it's not... It's not right that a church like ours, we can find one person that can play a bass guitar. One person. We can find one woman. One woman that can really play the bass guitar. But I see one that God is touching. God is touching. God is touching. God will touch you. God will give you skill. He says that the hand of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord was upon Bezaliah. And he received skill. Spiritual gifting. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Uncle Atu, don't be surprised one day you'll be standing here. And look at the man like that. He'll lean on the wall. And then he'll be playing. And you'll be amazed. Hallelujah. Don't be surprised. The Lord is able to do all things. Amen. Wonderful. Well, we want to share the word of God for a brief moment. But before we do that, why don't we read our scripture of the week 
I think um, I sent the scripture of the week very late. It is from John chapter 6 and verse 63. John chapter 6 and verse 63. John chapter 6 and verse number 63. Hallelujah. Wonderful. I think um, we want to read it together two times and then we will say it on our own. Is it possible? Wonderful. One, two, three, go. Spirit that quickened, the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. What a powerful scripture! Hallelujah! John 6 63. One, two, three, go! John 6 63. It is the spirit that quickened, the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. And they are alive. John 6 63. Hallelujah. Can we say, can we try? We can just try. Let's try. Let's try. Can you take it off and we just try? One, two, three, go. John 6 63. It is the spirit that quickened. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are alive. Wow, put your hands together for yourselves. Powerful, powerful. What a church. Wow. What a church. We are, we are growing. Wonderful, wonderful. It's a powerful scripture. You see, and when you understand, you see, when you read a scripture, meditate on the scripture. When we give you these scriptures, we want you to memorize this, meditate on it, let the scripture minister to you. When you, when you meditate on this scripture, you realize that you will not allow your flesh, you will not allow the needs of the flesh, the body, the things that you have to do for the flesh, like doing your laundry, doing your grocery, like going shopping, taking a shower, dressing up, to make, make you stay away from hearing the word of God. Amen. Because the flesh will not profit you anything. Some of you spend so much time doing your makeup, doing your hair, dressing, trying on shoes, colors, different colors. This matches this. And you are all, you're doing this for the flesh. But it does not profit you anything. What really profits you something is the word that you hear. It is the word that quickened. The flesh profited you nothing. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirits and they are life. Hallelujah. If you are going to be delivered from the accident that was ahead, it's not because you, you polish your car nicely and you, you, you took it to the mechanic and you look at it five times. It is the spirit that quickened. The words that I speak unto you, it brings you what? It brings you life. Amen. Amen. It's the word of God. So endeavor, it doesn't match, but you are getting late to hearing the word of God. Put it on like that. Even if you wear your winter clothes on your, on your thing because you didn't find a matching skirt, we will be happy. Come and hear the word of God. Amen. Don't let the flesh overcome the hearing the word of God. Amen. Wonderful. Well, we're going to share for a short time and we will bring the service to a close. I want to see by show of hands how many of you 
have registered for the camp, the upcoming camp. Because we, I was not happy when I saw the list of our members who have registered. How many of you have registered? How many of you have registered for the camp? That's all. Okay. Now, that's, that's, not, that's not the number that we endeavor to see. How many of you intend to register? You're planning to register. Okay, you are planning to register. How many of you would like to register? <laughs> you see, there's a difference between the ones who are planning to register. Maybe you are waiting for your, the credit card bill to be paid and then the next one. You see, that is different. But there's some also, you, you are planning to register, but you have not registered. Or you, intend, you want to register, but you can't register. Because of one or two things. Let me see by show of hands. You want to register, but because of one or two things. Amen. Okay, I just want to have an idea what is going on. Turn with me to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. For those of you who are not aware, who do not know, we are having a camp meeting with the bishop, Bishop Dark Heward Mills. Hallelujah. We are having a camp meeting from the 20th to the 23rd of this month. Now, Bishop, as you may have seen these days, is not able to hold camp meetings as he used to. I mean, if you take a place like the UK, he has not been to the UK for a camp meeting in a long time. And it used to be one of the places that he held a lot of camp meetings. Do you understand? He has not been there in a long time. But if you realize, almost every year, he is with us. Or there's a lot of effort to be with us. I think, I think honestly, that the wave is on us. And our season is here. Hallelujah. Now, if you see the level of anointing that is upon the bishop now, and he says time to come to us, to be with us, to minister to us alone. You see, the time that he is coming here, you know, he could have, he could have held a crusade. How many days do they hold crusades? Three days, four days. He could have held a crusade. And do you know the number of people who would have gathered to hear him in a crusade? And so you understand that it is not the number that he is looking for. It is, if he is interested in ministering to a huge crowd, I don't think he will choose us. But I think that is the grace of God that has shown in our direction. For us as a nation of people in a nation to be selected to receive this great man of God all to ourselves. Hallelujah. And so if such a blessing is coming your way, I don't see why you should not be a partaker of it. But you see, that is the nature of the sheep. Do you understand? That is the nature of the sheep. And that is why I want us to read a scripture in Psalm 23. Verse 1. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. 
And he says, because of that, because the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. When the sheep has a shepherd, when the sheep makes a decision to choose a shepherd, he comes to a state or a stage where he has no wants. If you read other versions, it says, I lack nothing. Because I have a shepherd, I lack nothing. He says, he, he maketh me. Who maketh me? The shepherd. He says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. The shepherd makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, green pastures are there, but the sheep will not lie in it. But the shepherd must make the sheep lie in the green pastures. Hallelujah. There are green pastures. If you leave the shepherd on his own, he will just pass through it. And he will not lie down to enjoy the green pastures. So he says, the shepherd makes me lie down in green pastures. The shepherd leads me besides the still waters. It means the shepherd takes me through a place of peace. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? There is a place of peace, but the sheep will not go there. Except the shepherd leads him to that place. Hallelujah. So you realize one of the needs of the shepherd is this. I will not lack anything. I will not have any needs. One of the needs is green pastures. The sheep needs green pastures. The sheep has to have green pastures. The sheep needs still waters where there is no storm around it that he can drink peacefully. But you see, the sheep cannot do this by himself. And the shepherd has to make sure that these things are available to the sheep. Amen. Amen. If I am your shepherd in this church, if I am your shepherd, I am, and I am not able I am not able to make you lie down in green pastures when there is one. If there is green pastures coming around, if I see green pastures coming around and I see how much blessing is coming to you and I'm not able to make you lie down in it, I have failed you as a shepherd. If there is still waters, and I cannot lead you. I cannot lead you to the still waters. If my sheep cannot hear my voice and be led to the still waters, I have failed you as a shepherd. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Then I've failed you as a shepherd. You see, camp meetings, camp meetings have become one of the most important meetings in Lighthouse. Camp meetings have become one of the most important meetings in Lighthouse where the church travels to a place. We travel to a place and we camp. We encamp around our shepherd and he ministers to us. Hallelujah. Anyone, anyone who has ever attended a camp meeting, anyone who has ever attended a camp meeting did not come back the same. Anyone. Amen. Anyone. 
Not one single person has attended a camp meeting and came back and didn't have something exciting to say. Or didn't have something, something different about himself or about herself to say. Amen. Camp meetings, people attend camp meetings and they return with new level of commitment to God. They come back with a new level of commitment, new relationship with God. They relate to God in a different way. I don't know what is there, but there is something about camp meeting. And when a shepherd sees green pastures, he has to make his sheep lie down in the green pastures. Else I have failed you as a shepherd. Amen. Else I have failed you as a shepherd. Hallelujah. People return from camp meetings and new decisions. They make new decisions. Suddenly they return from camp meetings and they are missionaries. They were sitting here quietly receiving, singing, dancing, and they return to they return from camp meetings and they are ready to go into missions. It gotta be something about camp meetings. Amen. They come back and they are pastors. Hallelujah. Camp meeting, people return from camp meetings and callings are fulfilled. Callings are fulfilled. Hallelujah. There got to be something with camp meeting. Amen. You will come back and you yourself, you will know that something has happened to you. You yourself will testify that you are not the same person as you left. You didn't return the same. Amen. You know, it used to be called shepherd's camp. That is what it used to be called. And it was only meant for shepherds. That shepherds gather and they are taught, they are gathered and they are taught. And many pastors you see in Lighthouse today, many pastors that you see in Lighthouse, including Moi. You know who is Moi. Moi is yours truly. Many pastors in Lighthouse today were born out of such camp meetings. Many, many pastors. Hallelujah. Now, the most difficult part of camp meeting, the most difficult part of a camp meeting is getting yourself there. That is the most difficult part. Hallelujah. The most difficult part is getting yourself there. But anyone who makes that effort Anyone who makes that effort and goes through that difficulty, that trouble, and eventually gets there, you don't return the same. I say you don't return the same. And you'll find such people seeking to go again. Seeking to go again. But you realize that that difficulty comes again. As much as you know how beneficial and how profitable it is, that difficulty comes again. Hallelujah. And that is why the shepherd has to come in. I say that is why the shepherd has to come in. Because the sheep knows a good thing. The sheep knows there's a green pasture. But he will not lie in. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Otherwise the sheep will just walk past the green pasture. Turn with me to John chapter 5. John chapter 5 and verse 1. John chapter 5 and verse 1. 
Hallelujah. He says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. Are you, are you with John chapter 1, 5 verse 1? Are you with me? I need all of your attention. You see, there are some of you, when we start talking about something, you close your mind. But I want you to just give me just a few minutes of your attention. Turn your phones off. Don't look at your WhatsApp. Don't just, I'm sharing a very important message with you. A message that will change your life. Amen. It says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem, by the sheep market, a pool. It's okay. It's okay. Please. No disturbance. This is very important. We're reading the scriptures. The flesh profited nothing. It is the spirit that quickened. And these words, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk. In these pools lay a great multitude of impotent folk. Now, impotent depicts inability to be in a state of inability to do certain things which otherwise you should be able to do. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You should be able to do it, but now you are impotent. You can't do that thing. You are incapable. You are incapacitated. Amen. He says, and he begins to list them. The types of impotency that was in the area or that was around the pool. He says, of the blind, of halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Amen. So of the blind, now of someone who is blind, it means you have eyes but you cannot see. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You have eyes but you cannot see. Someone who is halt or lame means you have legs but you cannot walk. You cannot walk. And then someone who is withered, the other version says paralyzed. Withered or paralyzed, it means you know what to do. You have a desire to do it but you do not have the ability to do it. Amen. You are paralyzed. It is a very sad state to be in. You know, you know, I have to walk to this place. And you have a desire to walk there, but you are paralyzed. You cannot walk there. Amen. Such were people who were around the pool. And they said, the Bible says, and they were waiting for the moving of the water. They were waiting for the moving of the water. They were waiting for a move of the water. They were waiting, they are patiently waiting for a move of the water. Amen. Amen. Because, or for, 
an angel went down at a certain season into the pool. I am talking about a certain season. It says an angel went down at a certain season into the pool which is otherwise not moving, which is otherwise peaceful, which is otherwise still. An angel went down and troubled the water. Trouble the water means to, to disrupt the stillness of the water. To, to stir up disturbance in the water. To bring turbulence in the water. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you so far? Greg, do you understand the word of God this afternoon? It says, for an angel of the Lord went down at a certain season. It is only at a certain season. And trouble the water. And when that happens... Look at what happens. He says, whosoever, it does not matter who you are. He says, whosoever, then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Whatsoever disease he had. Disease, disease comes from to be out of ease. To be out of ease. You are diseased. Amen. That means what is making you not be at ease, when you are able to get into this pool, you come back free from that thing. Amen. Is somebody understanding the word of God this afternoon? You come back not the same. It says an angel of the Lord comes to do what? To stir up the water. What is the word that is being used here? It says, For an angel of the Lord went down at a certain season into the boat and do what? Troubled the water. Troubled the water. An angel of the Lord comes down and troubled the water. Amen. Amen. When an angel of the Lord comes to town, the otherwise quiet pool, it gets troubled. Whenever this angel of the Lord comes down, the otherwise troubled, the otherwise still peaceful, quiet pool, it gets troubled. Now, the, look, the, the Bible uses angel in different forms in the scriptures. And I want to show you one, when, the, when the, the Bible says angel, what it means to us. When the Bible, so let's hold on to this. Don't lose, don't lose the page. But let's go to Revelations, Revelation chapter 2. Revelation chapter 2 quickly. And it says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. Now this is, a letter or this is a message to the angel of the church. Do you understand? And he says, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast 
Try them which say they are apostles and are not. And has found them liars. He says, and has borne and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Now, do you think this is an angel in heaven who has left his first love? So, this is a letter to the leader of the church. So, the leader of the church is referred to sometimes as an angel. That is why you don't, you don't belittle the leader of a church. Amen. That is why you have to take the words of the leader of the church seriously. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So this letter is written to the leader of a church. And he says, because thou hast left thy first love. And this is a letter to him to read to the church. So the next one, he says, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. It's not talking about an angel who has fallen. The angels who fell, they call them what? Demons. Do you understand? They are, not, they are not starting churches and angry with liars and false apostles and things like that. Do you understand? He says, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent. Angels repenting, that's not the angel in heaven. And do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of this place except thou repent. Another one, he, he, he says, but this thou hast that thou hatest. The deeds of the Nicolaitan, Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He that had an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Another letter, he says, and unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, write. Do you see? So he's writing letters to the angels, he's writing letters to the apostles or the pastors of the churches. Do you understand? And he says, these things say the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. He says, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. Angels are not that poor. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to share with you, I want you to understand the context that we are reading here in John chapter 5. That he says, an angel of the Lord comes to town. An angel of the Lord comes to town and he troubles the water. Amen. He comes to town, and whenever he's in town, there's troubling of the water. Hallelujah. But he says, by the troubling of the water, it is bringing healing to someone. The troubling of the water, it is bringing a breakthrough to someone. Your breakthrough, it lies in when the waters are troubled. Your healing, it comes when the waters are troubled. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? A young man's eyes are open when the waters are troubled that a young man who didn't even know whom to marry, finally he sees that this is the woman that I have seen a lot of people, they go to camp and they come back and they are getting married. Oh yes. I have seen that. I have seen many, many people, if you talk to them, how did you meet? How did you find your wife at the camp meeting? at the camp. How many of you have heard something like that before? Oh, yes. When the pool is stirred, it says, 
the lame, the lame who is in a place who could not go to certain places, he has legs but he can't go. You have money to buy ticket but you can't fly to a certain place. After the pool is stirred for you, you now have the ability, a visa in your hand to travel to places where you couldn't go before. The lame begins to walk again. Amen. Someone who was paralyzed completely. You are paralyzed. You say, I cannot, I cannot stand before a crowd. I cannot minister. I, cannot, I don't see myself as a pastor. I don't see myself standing before a congregation and preaching. After the pool has stirred, if you allow the troubling of the pool and you involve yourself, such a person returns and the paralysis is gone. Now he has received capability to stand before people to minister. When the pool is stirred. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But the water has to be troubled. The water has to be troubled. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, In this lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. They are waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, it says, step in, was made whole of whatsoever disease that he had. Hallelujah. The water is there. Many important folks, many blind young men, many blind young women, Many people whose lips are paralyzed. Many people who have legs but they can't walk. You see a beautiful young woman but we can't even talk to her. Because you are paralyzed at the lips. Many people, your wife is standing right in front of you but you are blind. You cannot even see. You receive your sight. I say you receive your sight. Amen. You receive your sight. Hallelujah. Amen. There are many important folks. You see, and they are all around. They are all around the still peaceful water. And they remain blind. They remain paralyzed. They remain lame. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But when the water is troubled, Bishop is in town, our pools get troubled. Whenever Bishop comes to town, our pools get troubled. Suddenly, our work schedule is troubled. Suddenly, we don't know what to do with our work schedule. Suddenly, our school schedule is troubled. We don't know what to do with our school schedule. And do I have to take off? The police professor is giving me trouble. This one is giving me hassle. This one is the work. I'm trying to change schedule. I can't. Suddenly, there are a lot of trouble. Suddenly, babysitter trouble. You are troubling your babysitter. Can you watch my kids overnight for the next three days? You are making all these arrangements. Whenever the angel is in town, Things get troubled. Things get troubled. Most importantly, your wallet, they get troubled. Whenever the angel of the Lord comes in town, your wallet get troubled. But he comes only at a certain season. He comes only at a certain season. And your wallet will be troubled. Your wallet will be troubled. 
some of you even the food you eat gets troubled. The food you eat because now you are going to be in a place for four days, five days, and you can't eat KK. You cannot eat Banku. You cannot eat certain stew. You cannot eat this. Suddenly your diet is troubled. Your diet is troubled. Suddenly you are forced to eat omelette and oatmeal. And you are forced to eat cereal. And then you go and look at it and say, what is this? <laughs> what is this? And some of you, you are crying in your heart. What is this? Eh? We have come here, look at what they are giving us. And your diet is troubled. Your diet is troubled. Amen. And sometimes, sometimes we force, you see, we like the quiet pool. We like the quiet pool. Yes, we come to church Sunday nicely. Why? We come and then we serve and then we go home and we like the quiet. We don't like, you see, I don't have to take a cab. I can just get a free ride from Brother David. You know, the quietness, quiet pool. And we are comfortable at the quiet pool. But nothing is happening at the quiet pool. There are certain things that cannot happen when we are sitting by the quiet pool. He said there were multitude of important folks and they are around the pool and the pool is quiet. No moving in the water and nothing is happening. There are certain things that can happen only when the pool is troubled. Certain things that can happen in your life only when the pool is troubled. Amen. And sometimes we are forced, we forced to still the pool. Sometimes we force, we want to make sure that the pool is still. And so sometimes we take our food, we carry jollof, we carry kenke, we carry all sorts of things. By all means, the pool should be still. And you see, it, it, it creates, it creates a moment, it creates, oh. I'm not preaching to somebody. Because you see, we see, we see, we love the quiet pool. We love the still pool. We love when the water is not troubled. So we take all these kinds of food and we carry them with us. And it makes us spend so much time in our hotel room. Sometimes we carry cooker, rice cooker, rice cooker. And we carry it. Microwave. We fly. We fly with the microwave. Because by all means, we have to make sure the pool is still. And so you see, we are in our rooms and then we are cooking and then we are making sure this and meanwhile you see we are missing the stir up because we don't want to be troubled we don't like troubled pools and so let's eat what we like let's do this special type of pepper sauce and all kinds of things am I preaching to somebody this afternoon Amen. Let me ask you, let me ask you. How many of you, how many of you, honestly, we are in church, don't lie. Today is Sunday, we are in church, we are hearing the word of God. And how many of you, honestly, would have gone to the camp if it was here in New York? Let me see by show of hands. You see, almost everyone here, everyone. Lift up your hands, lift up your hands. I want to see... How many of you would have gone to the camp if it was here in New York or it was here in New Jersey or it was here in Connecticut? 
or Maryland. How many of you would have gone if you could drive there? Okay, now keep your hands up, please. Don't put your hands down. If you put your hands there, the angel of the Lord will hold your hand. You will never put it down again. Okay, now those of you whose hands are, I see the hands going down now. Why? Those of you whose hands are up, I want to, those of you who have registered already, put your hands down. Put your hands down. Okay, keep your hands up. I know who has registered. So, if I see your hand is not up, it means that you are not. So, all of you whose hands are down, you have registered. Or you wouldn't have gone wherever the camp is. Is that what it is? Amen. Now, those of you whose hands are up, it means that if the camp was here in Connecticut or New Jersey or New York, right here in Manhattan, where we are meeting, you could have gone. You would have gone. Isn't that so? Okay. So now, you see that the only thing, you can put your hands down now. (laughs) So it means the only thing, you see, you have a desire to go. The only thing that is preventing you from going is the trouble that you have to go through. The only thing that is preventing you from going is being troubled. Some of you, you don't want your money to be troubled. Some of you don't want your school schedule to be troubled. Some of you don't want your work schedule to be troubled. And without that troubling, the water will still be still. It will still be still. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? The scripture says, Whosoever then, first, after the troubling of the water, step in, when you involve yourself in this trouble situation, when you allow yourself to go through the trouble, when you allow your finances to be troubled, when you allow your schedule to be troubled, when you allow your children's convenience to be troubled, he says, whosoever, after the trouble sets in, after the water is troubled, whosoever steps in, he's healed of all his diseases. He's healed of all his diseases. Something happens to you when the quiet pool is stirred. Something happens to you when the quiet pool is stirred. And sometimes that thing does not happen when it is quiet and it's not troubled. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, allow some small trouble. Say, allow your wallet to be troubled a little. Ask your neighbor, can your schedule be troubled a little bit? Get an answer from, get an answer, get an answer. Amen. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, can you be inconvenienced a little bit? You see, because we like the effect, we like, we all like the effect of the troubling but we don't like to go through the troubling. Did you understand what I said? I said we like the effect, the effect, what brings, what comes out when the trouble comes. But we don't like to be involved in the troubling. Hallelujah. And that is typically the case of 
certain people who come from a certain continent whose, whose, whose name begins with an A. There are a lot of continents that begins with an A, so I don't know. We don't embrace new things. Amen. We don't embrace new things. Some of you don't like to travel. You don't want to travel. You are okay where you are. You don't want to go anywhere. Amen. A lot of you have moved to this place. You have lived here for a long time, but you cannot even adapt to a new kind of food. If your food is not imported, if your food is not brought from where you come from, you cannot eat. You will fast the whole week. Some of you, you are not going to the camp even because of the food that you will now eat. Yeah. Am I preaching to somebody? Yes. Unless your food is imported from another country. But you see, these things, these things, they limit how far you can go in life. They will limit you how far you can go in life. Amen. We raise our children. We have, we have lived here for many years and we have given birth to children and we want them to go higher. We want them to do great things. We call them also Americans, don't we? How many of our children go to Cascale to, to, to ski? How many, how many of you, your children, they go to Cascale, they go, you don't even know, what, first of all, where is Cascale? And second of all, what is ski? You don't even know what is skiing. You don't even know what it is. How many of your children ski in this country? How many of your children skate? They do snow skating. You see, you have raised your children to become the same way like you. You don't like to experience new things. You don't like to explore new things. And that will never take us higher. I said that will never take us higher. Amen. That will never take us higher. Hallelujah. How many of your children play golf? You, 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 first of all, have you, do you know what it is? Your children don't swim. I for swimming. Uh, you see, because you also swim in the river. You see, the thing that you know, it's okay for your children to do it. But you don't explore any new thing. But you want your children to develop and become great people. Amen. Am I preaching to somebody this afternoon? Hallelujah. Anything that is to do with travel, airplane, uh, this, you, you don't want to include yourself. And, but you see, this is, Lighthouse has become what it is today because it's a church that is always trying new things. Lighthouse is a church that is always trying new things. Hallelujah. Here in North America, our churches were all clustered in the East Coast area. It started in Manhattan, and we were just all around here, New Jersey, Connecticut, and then the furthest we went was Massachusetts and Maryland. We, just, we are all just around here. Do you understand? But then we had a Mission America. I said, we had a Mission America. I said, there is something about camp meetings. We had a Mission America, and suddenly lighthouse began to spring all over the nation. 
and we intend to take over the nation. We intend that lighthouse will be in every state and every city. Hallelujah. People went not knowing where they were going after the camp. Starting churches in all kinds of places. Going to Canada, San Antonio. Going to all sorts of places. Starting churches. That is how come today we are saying that we are having a camp meeting in Memphis. In Memphis. Some of you have never heard of Memphis before until the camp came. You have never even heard of a city called Memphis. Now, what is wrong with exploring a new thing? What is wrong with exploring a new thing? What is wrong with exploring a new thing? Tell your neighbor, don't kill our dream. Say, don't kill our dream. Amen. It may be costly. It may be costly. Exploring new things is always costly. Amen. But such is the spirit of the Lord. Let's read the scripture in Proverbs chapter 8. We're almost done with the sermon, so that is what is on the table. It will help you. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 12. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse 12. It says, I wisdom dwell with prudence. And find out knowledge of witty inventions. Witty inventions, new things, complex inventions. Things that are, the Spirit of the Lord is always looking for witty inventions. He says, I wisdom, the Spirit of wisdom is looking for witty inventions, knowledge about new things. Amen. You see, look at the white man, for instance. They put in billions of dollars and they invent something and they say, we want to go to this place. And then they try it and then it blows up. Millions of dollars. And then they will do it again. Knowing what happened to the first one, they will do it again. But look at another person who comes from a country, a, a, a continent which begins with an A. He says... What, 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 what are we going to the moon for? What, what, what do we need to do in the moon? <laughs> we are okay here. Why, why should we go to the moon? I don't want to waste money. Why, why should we waste? Look at millions of dollars. It could have fed, it could have fed poor people. You see, that thing, that thing, that thing is a Judas, Judas spirit. It's a Judas spirit. That is wasteful. Why should we? Why, why are we having a camp in Memphis? Why not New York? Why can't we be in New York? Why do we have to pay air flight and we have to pay for hotels and do this? Allow some trouble in your situation. Allow some trouble in your condition for witty inventions. Because the pool will always be still if there is no trouble. The pool will always be still if there is no trouble. Amen. Including yourself in a camp meeting is a very powerful thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to read one last scripture and then we are done. Numbers chapter 10 and verse 28. Numbers chapter 10, verse 28. He says, That's where the journeys of the children of Israel, according to their armies, when they set forward. And Moses said unto Hobab, the son of Raguel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law. He says, we are journeying unto the place of which the Lord said, 
I will give it to you. Come down with us and we will do thee good. For the Lord has spoken concerning Israel. He invited him. He says, we are going to this place. Come with us. Come with us. And he said unto him, I will not go. This afternoon, I'm putting that invitation to many of you. But you have already said, I will not go. I want you to change your mind. Because there's a pool that is ready to be stirred. It will involve some troubling in your life. He says, I will not go, but I will depart to my own land and my own kindred where it is peaceful, where it is quiet. I don't like to go to places where I don't know. I don't like to trouble myself. I don't like to involve myself in complex things. Where are we going? You don't even know where the Lord is leading you. You don't know what is there. Why should I go? But I know my kindred. I know my land. Why can't we just stay in our church, have our Sunday service? We come here Tuesday also. Friday sometimes we come. Why can't we just have ourselves? Why should we go to Memphis? Why should we all the whole church? Why can't every church stay in its place and just be quiet and just have peace and not be troubled? And then Moses said, and he said, leave us not, I pray thee, for as much as thou knowest how we are to do what? To encamp in the wilderness. For as much as thou knowest how we are to encamp in the wilderness, and thou mayest be to us instead of eyes, and it shall be, if thou go with us, Yes, yea, it shall be if thou go with us. It shall be if you will join this group. It shall be if you also put your trouble in. It shall be if thou go with us. He said, It shall be that what goodness the Lord shall do unto us, the same will be done unto you also. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Beloved, there is a plan and a purpose for you concerning this camp. And I see the anointing of the Lord that is upon the bishop. And if this great man of God is coming to town, I will include myself. No matter what the trouble is, no matter what it will cost me, no matter how troubled my situation will be, no matter how inconvenient it will be, I will allow the pool to be stirred for me so that every disease that is in me will also be healed. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand onto your feet. Never be the same again. Give us strength, Lord. Give us strength. Oh, I 
father we thank you in the name of jesus lord we thank you for opening doors we thank you lord for making way for us even to attend this great meeting father we don't know what you have in store for us we don't know what awaits us in memphis but in faith oh god we know there are obstacles that come our way but except the pool be stirred, except the waters be moved and you say for a season will this happen father may we include ourselves in this season father the man that sat at the pool for 38 years when you came to him you asked him would you be made whole would you like to be made whole and he says yes I would like to be made whole but Lord when the pool is there I have no man to help me to get in Lord we have depended on men for so long Father, some of us have made a decision not to go because our friend is not going have made a decision not to go because someone is not helping us with some finance. Some of us have made a decision not to go because someone is not sharing a room with us. Lord, we have depended on people for so long. But you said to the man, you said you yourself don't depend on anyone. Don't depend on anyone to help you to get in the pool. You yourself arise and walk. Arise and walk. Be the same. Lord, this afternoon, we receive the command to arise and walk. Every trouble, every challenge, we come against it. Every wall of opposition that stands in our way, that prevents us from going for this meeting. Lord, we come against it. Father, may you touch the hearts of our bosses that they will favor us. Give us favorable schedule. Make way for us. Father, a pool is being stirred for us. May you include us by all means. May you include us. For you say it's for a season. It's for a season. Oh yes. It's for a season. We come against any opposition. People that will rise up to give us opposition and resistance. Father, we pray for financial breakthrough. We ask our God, make way. Father, in your own divine way, bring financial breakthrough that we will be able to make this trip. As you are calling your children together, may we be included. May we be included in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We are grateful and we bless you. Be the same in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus. With all eyes closed, every head bowed. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your prayer, if you want to give your life to Jesus this afternoon, wherever you are, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that, you want to give your life to Jesus. You say, this afternoon, I want to come to Jesus. I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. I want to walk with Jesus. If that is you, wherever you are, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me and say this prayer together and say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, believe I believe 
you are the son of God. You died for my sins. I believe you rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, let your blood wash me. Cleanse me. Purify me. Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I invite you into my life. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. I will serve you. I will follow you. Satan, I do not serve you. Jesus Christ is my Lord. He's my savior and he's my master. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seat. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.